Welcome to this clinical law briefing. My name is Robert Wheeler. I work in Southampton as a children's surgeon and clinical lawyer and hope this podcast concerning a legal aspect of clinical life will interest you. This briefing refers to the problem of staff preaching to patients. In a recent case from the Employment Tribunal, a Band 5 nurse was appealing against her dismissal for initiating discussions about religion with patients. Initially, a junior ITU sister, the nurse, a committed Christian, had been transferred to work in a surgical pre-assessment role. The pre-assessment included an inquiry about patients' religions, although provided no invitation for further discussion of that subject. Some months after her reassignment, staff began to receive complaints from patients about the nurse raising matters of religion with them. One complaint related to a patient facing bowel resection for cancer who was told that his survival would be more likely if he prayed to God. Other complaints were less specific, reflecting patients' irritation or awkwardness at what they saw as unwarranted and unwelcome probing or advice on religious themes. They didn't like her preaching at them. As a consequence, the nurse was told by her matron that a number of patients were offended that you spent a fair amount of the allocated pre-assessment time on the subject of religion. She gave an assurance she would not further engage patients on this topic unless asked to do so. Nonetheless, despite that assurance, the nurse subsequently gave a patient a Bible and said she would pray for her. Another patient complained that the nurse was preaching at her, making her feel uncomfortable. A further patient was offered a Bible, being told that the only way to get to the Lord was through Jesus. On having his hand gripped, he was asked to sing the 23rd Psalm with her. Thus astonished, he did so, accompanying her for the first verse. He later described this encounter as very bizarre. The court noted the nurse's plea that her employer failed to recognise her genuine attempts to comfort her patients, noting no dispute that any person being pre-assessed for surgery was foreseeably worried, possibly suffering from stress, and potentially vulnerable. But the nurse had been given a direct and lawful instruction to desist from initiating religious discussion with her patients, which she accepted she had disobeyed. The Court of Appeal upheld the Employment Tribunal's decision to dismiss the nurse. The Court made clear the importance of the right to freedom of religion and found no blanket ban on religious speech in that workplace imposed by her employer. Citing the Nursing and Midwifery Council Code Para 20 in relation to upholding the reputation of that profession, the court noted that nurses and midwives must make sure they do not express personal beliefs, including political, religious or moral beliefs, to people in an inappropriate way. The distinction between inappropriate and appropriate expressions of religious beliefs in a clinical setting is echoed by the General Medical Council. The case provides a timely reminder to all of us, all clinicians, as to the importance of limiting the expressions of our political and religious views to those that are appropriate. As is so often the case, the common law identifies the inappropriate, as in this case, but it leaves to the clinician the definition of the appropriate. Whilst entirely consistent with the ancient principle that all that is not proscribed by law remains lawful, 
This provides us no help with these purely subjective judgments. Unsurprisingly, the safest approach is complete avoidance of discussing religion or politics or morality with those for whom we have clinical responsibility. I hope this was useful, but if you would prefer to read rather than to listen to me, by all means look at the Clinical Law website on the UHS webpage or type Clinical Law into a search engine.